been waiting on, huh? Let's get into it. Yeah, laying a smackdown on you ass clowns Your bitch heard me spit, now she all up on my nuts like a pat down They know I always carry mad pounds But can't find them cause they're in the mail All wrapped in women's nightgowns Exposing you rodents while pushing potent potions My heritage, the diagnosis for my verbal explosions Been chosen to leave you choking like dirt weed that you smoking Dabbing Aladdin's in town is the reason for the commotion But jealous people caught word I don't care what you heard cause I'ma do me I ain't backing down, I don't get scared Bitch you soft, I done paid the cost That's why I'm the boss Riding around the town a couple pounds Bitches love how I put it down I ain't stopping for the fucking Phone ringing, money coming in I be blowing up, always reading up I'm the shit, you just a Get the grands, that's the master plan Fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it But you looking like a Yeah that's the game plan Hit the club and make it rain, man Indian bitch in my lap doing the rain dance White bitch with a spray tan How much I gotta pay, man I'll beat that pussy up like it's sports entertainment I got money in the bank, bitch And I ain't waiting Give me the title now I'll take it without hesitation I shatter competition Bring them to their undertaking Then tombstone their bitch Into the motherfucking pavement It's hell in a cell So I stay away from cops Cops of merch from my website It was made in Sweatshops, enjoy the mixtape, even though you hope it flops. Ayo, Enzo, hit him with it when the beat drops. Yeah, y'all catch that? Dabbing Aladdin, shattering competition. I didn't think so. Riding around the town a couple pounds, bitches love how I put it down. I ain't stopping for a fucking phone ringing, money coming in. I'll be blowing up. That's the master plan, fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it But you looking like a Well let me tell you something Hate ain't nothing but love disguised by jealousy And if I was you, I'd be jealous of us too Cause you're ugly as hell Hey, how are ya? How you doing? How's your mother? Welcome to the motherfucking Dabbing Aladdin podcast. I am the champ, Dabbing Aladdin, the host of this podcast. Also, Young Entrepreneur of the Year candidate. Among many other things, what's going on? Haven't really checked in with you fucks since the super show last week where nobody showed up besides me because I'm the only one who takes this seriously and the only one who probably actually has a future and a career in this but you know that's a story for another fucking time ah I'm fucking exhausted and miserable and it is really a miracle that I haven't fucking murdered anybody this week. It's just one thing after another with me. Last week, I was ready to fucking kill people because of that bitch at the gym telling me I can't fucking box in the boxing room. 
actually kind of kind of deterred me. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't even really been in there to box this week. So I'm like, what? I'm going to go in there to box. That slut's going to be in there with these fucking old people. And they're going to be like, you can't box in here. And I'm going to have to get out. And I'm just going to fucking walk around the gym pissed, not being able to box. So I haven't even gone. Actually, that's not even really the reason I haven't gone to the gym this week. Really, the reason I haven't gone is because every fucking day since Monday, there's been people on the fucking roof making a new fucking roof or whatever you do for a fucking roof. Every single fucking day this week, like fucking clockwork before 9 a.m., I hear the ball up there fucking yelling, Hey, Frank, y'all get that over here. I'm going to get that. And they got a fucking, this big thing in the parking lot, a fucking crane thing. It's beep, 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 beep. And every fucking morning, every single fucking morning this week, they're just fucking yelling and beeping. and fu- They literally right above my head, just fucking hammering. Beep, 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 beep. I can't fucking sleep. Everybody's telling me, oh, why don't you just go to bed earlier? It's not that fucking easy, all right? I can't just one day be like, oh, I'm going to go to bed at fucking 10 tonight and wake up at 7. It's not going to happen. It doesn't It doesn't work like that. The way my body works is I go to sleep when I see the sun. When the sun starts coming up, that's when I'm like, all right, fuck, I have to go to bed. It's going to get annoying soon. And then I go to sleep normally around like five or 6 a.m. And then I wake up around like noon, one, two. That's like a fucking ideal day for me. I'm not going to let these fucks decide that they just want to put in a new fucking roof. So I have to change my whole life. It's not fucking happening. I'll just, I just won't sleep at all this week. It's literally like fucking Chinese water torture. How they fucking torture people with whatever. They blast music. That's what we've talked about this on the podcast before. When they tort Dennis, that's what that this was Dennis's argument to why Eminem sucks. He was like, they use it to torture people, and they use a bunch of different shit. You just play the same thing over and over again. It's fucking torture. That's what this is for me. Every morning, I'm like, oh, I'm finally sleeping. This is so gonna bang, 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 bang. If you're gonna do this shit, you should be given a discount. I should get a week off. There should be one-fourth of my rent off this month. And they just hired the fucking rent. And then they sign, they send me this fucking sheet I have to sign to confirm that I'm getting fucked in the ass and that they're raising my rent. So they're like, hey, not only do you got to pay us more money now, but you don't get to sleep for a week this month. You just get to hear fucking banging every day. And we want some more fucking money. So that's what it's like living here, folks, in this wonderful fucking apartment building. Still better than the last apartment buildings I've lived in. I'm moving on up. I'm going in the right direction always. I'm constantly passing lazy people and people who aren't as good as me, which is pretty much everybody. So eventually I'm going to pass everybody, but I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know? The swords, these Dab and Aladdin Dab swords, I am so fucking excited for people. I don't know if you understand, like, it's pretty awesome how everything just fucking happens for me. Like, I just go with the flow, and it always fucking works. It's the synchronicity of the universe, yada yada, all the hippie shit, fucking crystals and fucking chakras and whatever and shit. But seriously, there's like something with that. When you're just open to things... And you take it as they as it comes, and you're just like, all right, what do I have to? You you have to adjust the fucking game plan, like I've talked about before. The only plan that doesn't fail is no plan at all. You have to be willing to adjust. You have to be willing to make those fucking halftime adjustments. And what I what I started, I would say by like, 
don't know, artistic, expressive journey, you could say. It was as a rapper. Because the main type of art I consumed in my life up to that point had been art. I mean, that had been rap. Excuse me. The most there's the most art I consume is rap. I you know rap was my fucking thing. So when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start doing something, you know, creative. It's gonna be rap. So that's what I fucking did. From there, I was like, all right, now obviously I want this to be a fucking career. I don't want to fucking have to do some shit job just so I can do my art on the side. I want it to be a career. I'm very business minded. So I said, how do you make money off of the rap? Well, that would be merchandise. So I made merchandise. And what happened with the merchandise? I have such a original, unique, creative mind ahead of my time that I was like, oh shit, I should make dabbers. So I figured out how I was going to get these fucking sore dabbers. They're factory made in China. I could get them for, you know, relatively cheap, sell them for a pretty good mark, put my name on them, build a fucking brand, do all this marketing, get the logos, get the artwork, keep doing that. And then what happened? The brand took off more than the rap music. Because I I, I really like, I love rap music and I still, you know, I still want to rap and do this shit for fun and shit, but I just don't see any real direct money, any direct route to making money off of rap music. It's just like, I don't see it happening. Everybody who raps is a fucking laughing stock. That's why there's all these memes like, just remember someone from your high school is still trying to make it as a rapper. Someone's trying to be a rapper. It's all right to be a rapper and rap, but you can't just think like, if you ask somebody, what's your life plan? And they say, I'm working on this mixtape. It's probably not going to work out very good. You know what I mean? There's certain places that you need to be in. There's certain things like, You need to have your shit together. You know what I mean? It's never good when you're talking to somebody who's 40 years old and they're telling you how they're next. I'm fucking next, bro. I'm I'm up next, dude. I got this. It's like, how many times do you think they've told people that they're next in the last 40 years? Not even in the last 40 years, just in the the last 20 years. You know what I mean? You need to have shit figured out. And working on a mixtape isn't going to be your fucking future. You need to figure something out. You need money. It needs to be profitable. So I did the merchandise. Merchandise took off more than the mixtape. I said, all right, if this is what the people want, the people, I was like, oh, the people don't want to buy my mixtape, but they want to buy dabbers. Well, let's fucking give them dabbers. If they're going to give me money, I'll do it. It's better than fucking bagging groceries or whatever the fuck all these other losers do. You know what I mean? It's better than doing what even fucking people who make a lot of money do. I'd rather do that than be someone's bitch. You know, fucking Dame Dash is a pretty smart guy, but. Dude, Dame Dash on Mike Tyson's podcast is not supposed to be funny, but it is the funniest podcast I've ever fucking listened to in my life. Go and listen to fucking Dame Dash on Mike Tyson's podcast. It's fucking hilarious. Also, shout out to fucking uh, Revenge of the Sis. These guys mentioned me on their show when all the Vegas shit was going down and I started listening to them. I still fucking listen to them. Those guys are fucking hilarious. But I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I feel like part of my job as a podcaster is you have to consume a lot of them. So, you know, 
what's out there and you hone yours. You don't fucking copy people, obviously, but you see what else is out there and you know, you fucking, yeah, you have to fucking know the market, observe everybody else and see what's going on. Maybe try to get on some of their podcasts, whatever. You got to work with people. That's the whole fucking thing. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. I just fucking subscribe to them on my phone and then I listen to them. The Revenge of the Sis is one of them. Fucking Shit Talking Cunts is one. Then you got all the big ones. Like I listen to fucking Rogan, Burr, all those. One that I just started listening to in the last, like, sometime in the last six months, I think, just through, like, going through, finding different shit to listen to, was uh, Fighter and the Kid with Brendan Schaub and uh, Brian Callen. It's just like, it's, I, I always thought it was like, it's not like the biggest like content podcast. Like I don't listen to that podcast and I'm like, wow, I learned a bunch from that podcast. But like if I need something dumb to listen to when I'm just like, I don't know, doing the dishes, driving somewhere, just kind of like easy listening, whatever. I'll just fucking put that on. But I got to say, the guys on Revenge of the Sis have completely ruined Brendan Schaub for me. I cannot listen to anything with Brendan Schaub in it or around it anymore after those guys. They, on their show, they love to talk about Brendan Schaub and how much he sucks. And dude, I'm not going to lie. He had me kind of fooled. I was like, yeah, he's not that bad. Everybody hates on him, but he's all right. He fucking holds his own, you know? But then I listened to their breakdown of him. They did one a few weeks ago, I think, just talking about how fucking retarded he is. And then the most recent one is on their show, they were cutting between some... I think it was his show. It wasn't even Fighter and the Kid. It was the King and the Sting or something, his show with Theo Vaughn. And at some point on that show, they cut to the computer to show a clip. But what was up is Brendan Schaub's notes. And, like, I have notes for, like, the show. Like, I'll always jot down notes. Like, for example, one of the notes for this show is ROTC Brendan Schaub. That's a note. Just a reminder that I wanted to mention that on this show because I think it's fucking hilarious. I don't write, like, a five-paragraph format outline with my ideas like it's an essay for what I'm going to talk about on the show word by word. I don't write it like it's a fucking speech. It's podcasting. And this is what the Revenge of the Sis guys talked about also. But on Brendan Schaub's notes, he literally had like word for word what he was going to say and just talk about how this is funny because of this. It was like, oh my God, this guy actually is a fucking retard. The thing is, because he's in a circle that's really way over his head when you think about it, because he's friends with a lot of things are over his head because he's friends with like Joe Rogan and with all those guys. He has access to, you know, the best comedians in the country who are all very quick on their toes and fast and talking and doing podcasts is like what they fucking do for a living. So they're all very quick. And then you get this guy in there and his notes. And now just like knowing that he has notes, I'm like, oh God, this is so bad. It just ruined it for me, dude. It's like I found out he's lip syncing and he wasn't even good to begin with. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this was the like silly little nothing one I listened to. I'm like, oh, you know, they, but if you, if for me, it's the silly little nothing thing. But then I know it's this guy has fucking essays written for it. Like, it's a fucking big production for him. It's like, oh, wow. I thought that was just a dumb little fucking show. Like, wow. He put out one 
I, I think it was from earlier in the week, but I just fucking listened to it today with Andrew Schultz. And Andrew Schultz is like, he's on fire. He's like a fucking, he's a actual fucking comedian and a really good podcaster. He's fucking quick. He's like, boom, 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 boom. Just fucking spitting off jokes. He's fucking very fast. And then Brendan Schaub, when I was listening to it, I could kind of tell that this guy has his notes that he wants to stick to. And whenever whenever Schultz would kind of get a premise that he kind of wanted to explore and go into and make jokes off of it and riff off of it, I don't think Brendan Schaub wanted to go there because he can't riff off of it. He wants to stick to what he has fucking written down for his script. And it's like, oh my God, this is so bad. The whole fighter and the kid now for me is just Brian Callen trying to make... It's like a special ed class podcast for Schaub where Callen is trying to make him seem not retarded and they got all little gooks on the side pressing the buttons like, hee hee hee, ramen, to fucking try to fucking not make him sound retarded. But also, dude, speaking of gooks, I went to the Celtics game last night. Dude, chinks love the NBA. I don't know how Asians love basketball so much. How the tiniest people in the world love the sport where you have to be the fucking tallest. But before it, I went to get ramen. And my Snapchat's been pretty fire recently, people. I'm not sure if you fucking know this. But my Snapchat has been pretty fucking dope. Because what happened was Harry Dabbs put me on his fucking Snapchat. Bunch of random people fucking follow me on Snapchat. And if you know me... When the lights are the biggest, shine the brightest, when it's the fucking biggest stage of them all, the big granddaddy of them all, like WrestleMania, that's when I fucking turn it on. When people are watching, that's when I fucking show up. I'm not one of these chumps who get scared under the fucking limelights. When everything's the brightest and I need to be there, I'm fucking there. I'm like Tom Brady, bitch, all right? I got this shit unlocked. So I've been having to kind of be chill on Twitter because I don't want to get kicked off. Facebook, I just finished a 30-day ban. I'm not trying to get too crazy there. But Snapchat's like kind of like a private thing kind of. You know what I mean? Like you have to fucking be following somebody to see what they do. You don't just like scroll through and find like random people, you know, by hashtags or whatever. So I'm like, word. Now all these random people are following me on Snapchat. I don't know what they what they thought it was going to be. They probably just thought it was going to be me like, be like, what's up, Snapchat? I'm going to smoke a bowl. Everyone watch. I'm going to do my mega talk. No, that's not, what, that's not the type of entertainment that you fucking get from me, people. The champ has more to him than just fucking getting high, all right? I like to joke about dead people. I like to joke about trannies. I like to make all types of all types of jokes, you know? So all these people start fucking following me now. And I'm like, all right, I got to fucking show up now. So what happens? Uh, I think the first thing I really did on Snapchat with all these new followers was Kobe Bryant died and started making Kobe Bryant jokes. I think the first thing I did was probably just post a clip from this fucking podcast where I talked about him from the, uh, the awards podcast I did like a week ago. People started getting offended at that. And then... I bought a toy helicopter for the sole purpose of starting the Kobe Bryant challenge online. 
and I called out LeBron James, Shaq, and Dwayne Wade to do the Kobe Bryant challenge where you yell Kobe and then throw a toy helicopter at a wall. Nobody's done it. It hasn't caught on yet. I'm kind of upset. I was really hoping that it would fucking catch fire a lot like Kobe and it would fucking take the internet by storm, but it didn't, which is all good. I'll give it time. Sometimes things take a while to fucking catch on. You know what I mean? Kobe didn't. He went up rather, rather instant, I believe. But dude, is it fucked up that I always want to see pictures of dead bodies when people die? It's like what you want to see. Cause at the end of the day, these people are just fucking characters on TV for us. So you want to see the death scene, right? Like that's that's why everybody's mad about Game of Thrones because everybody hates fucking Cersei so much. So when she dies, you want to fucking see her die with Jamie, but you don't. They just get crushed by rubble and it sucks. Everybody wanted to see this bitch get stabbed and be yelling and have a fucking brutal death, but she didn't and that pissed everybody off. Like as far as I'm concerned, Kobe Bryant is really no different than fucking Cersei Lannister. He's a fucking heel. I hate him because Paul Pierce is better. He fucking... Does everybody not remember when we fucking lost in the finals to Kobe Bryant? Now you're all sad he's fucking dead? Like, he took the championship from us. That fucking sucked. That wasn't fun. I remember watching it. It fucking blew. It was horrible. And he's a heel. So when you hear he died, you're like, oh, I want to see this. You know what I mean? It's the end scene of Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. That's what you want to fucking see. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to see hello to my little friend. And then it just shows another room. You don't want to see that shit. You want to see the fucking death scene. But anyway, I'm getting away from the point. So I'm trying to entertain the people on Snapchat. So I went to get ramen and then I photoshopped bats in the ramen. But the... The hilarious part for me was that, like, there's been, like, that lady on TV dropped an N-bomb when she was talking about Kobe. She was saying what she was thinking and not what she was supposed to say. But when I got the ramen, my main concern was putting the Photoshop and the bats in it. That was, I didn't, I was more, I if you told me that I could just buy ramen and then Photoshop bats in it and then not eat it, I would have been completely fine with that. I obviously ate all the ramen. It was good. I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm just saying I was more excited to Photoshop bats in it than I was to eat it. But so they give it to me and then there's like chopsticks on the fucking table. But I don't know like, I don't know how these fucking whatever China, Japanese people, whatever. I don't know how they fucking eat ramen with sticks. You fucking eating soup with sticks. How the fuck does that does that work? You can't eat it with fucking sticks. They they yeah, they give you like a little plastic spoon in the bowl, but then they give you stick and they sit there with the, with sticks and a little spoon and eat it. I, I can't I need a fucking fork at least. So I was asking for a fork, but when I looked up to ask the guy for a fork, I almost said, Can I have a bat? <laughs> I swear. I almost said, could I have a bat? Dude, how fast would they have kicked me out of the restaurant? They would not have have thought it was funny at all, dude. The two guys there was like, one guy working there was like a white hipster guy with like a beard and all fucking hipstery, you know, fucking gay. He definitely gets offended at shit like for his job. And then the other guy was definitely a gay Japanese man 
And then the guy sitting to my left at this bar was definitely a fucking fat gay guy who was definitely hitting on the fucking gay Jap, just talking really gay about gay cooking stuff. And I was just sitting there like, Jesus Christ, that place would not have been able to handle me asking for a bat. All of those guys would have fucking lost their shit. They would have gotten so offended. And I would have been like, could I have a bat? Oh, fuck. I mean, fork. (laughs) I really wish I asked for a bat, honestly. But then I went to the fucking Celtics game. And honestly, I don't give a fuck about basketball. Like, once again, I was more excited to do Kobe Bryant Snapchats at this Celtics game than I was to actually watch the Celtics game. I couldn't I couldn't name I can name a couple Celtics players. I can name Jalen Brown. Um the with the white guy with the snapped leg. Um whatever his fucking name is. I know his name. Gordon Hayward. I know Taco Fall. That's 3. I know um maybe that's all I know. I don't fucking know. But anyway, so I was more excited to try to get creative with the fucking Kobe Snapchats. Uh, I did one where I like photoshopped a dead body on the bench or a burned body on the bench. It's kind of fucked up, but it was pretty fucking hilarious to me. But I did that and then I was just fucking chilling watching the game. But the highlight of the whole night by far is Taco Fall. Taco Fall is the fucking shit. I don't know much about basketball. I know Taco Fall is like fucking seven feet tall or something. I drafted him on my fantasy on my fantasy basketball league that I got pressured into joining, and everybody laughed because they were like, "He plays on the fucking main Red Lobsters or some shit, and not even on the fucking Celtics." So I don't know why you drafted him. I was like, I don't know. I saw a picture of him on the news one night, and it was like Celtics draft some fucking seven foot tall guy named Taco. I was like. That's fucking awesome. I'm picking taco and fantasy basketball. And obviously the rest of Boston feels the same exact way about taco because the highlight of the whole night is Celtics are up like 10 points or so with a couple minutes left. And the whole garden just starts yelling, we want taco. We want taco. And I didn't think they were going to put him in. Cause like they did, it just seemed like they weren't gonna. I was like, oh come on, everybody fucking wants this guy in. You gotta just put him in. And then finally, there's like a minute left. They say it's timeout, Celtics. And then Taco takes off his t-shirt, and the whole place just fucking erupts. Taco, Taco, dude, it was so much fun. That's what I fucking love about sporting events, dude. When everybody's just so excited for something, yelling it. And see, I just love to be. It doesn't even have to be yelling at a tranny. People think I'm a monster. I have just as much fun yelling taco. And this guy just got a rebound. And the whole place just goes nuts for getting a rebound when you're up like 12 points at the end of the game. That's the only time that would ever fucking happen. It's fucking hilarious. And it's fucking awesome. And this is something that I've been experiencing since I was very young. Like I remember going to sporting events. It's one of my like earliest memories is going to Bruins games and going to Celtics games and Red Sox games with my mom and my dad 
it, when I was younger. It was just, we did it like all the time. I remember we'd always they'd have like auctions at the church, and they'd always fucking win the tickets at the auction. And we'd go to a Bruins game, we'd go to a Celtics game. People always had Red Sox tickets. We were always going to Red Sox games, and people were always rowdy and out of control and drunk and screaming shit. So from when I was younger, I just assumed. That's how you behave at sporting events is you get drunk and you yell shit because that's literally what everybody does at sporting events. And it's fucking awesome. And that's why it's fun. And that's just how I always be. I don't even drink. And I go to sporting events with people that are fucking blackout drunk and blowing coke. And they're just the most fun people to go with and to hang out with. And I'll be more wild than them there. And I'm just I smoke weed before and I'm just chilling there. And I get more wild than them just because I'm fucking excited to be there. And that's why it's so funny to me and all this shit when all this went down in Vegas and everybody's like, he was harassing this label. I wasn't even doing anything, first of all. And it's just hilarious. They're like, I thought it's a wrestling event. You're going to ban people for fucking, they're fucking cheering at an event. You pay to cheer. I did see some guy get kicked out last night with his son. I don't know what he did. But I saw it was this fucking fat ginger guy. And it was even... it, Dude, the most fucked up part was like the little kid. It was like a little... I don't know how old kids are by looking at him. I'm not fucking Jeffrey Epstein. But it, it was like a, a, little, a little boy. And when they're getting kicked out, the little... Like the father's like packing up his shit. They have like three Boston police officers there. They got the fucking usher from the garden. They got all these fucking people there. They're kicking this fucking guy out. His little kid like runs over to the cop and like waves at him like saying hi like hi like he had no idea what was going on like how the cop was like waving back or holding his hands like oh wow this kid has no idea like his dad just did some shit and now they're getting fucking kicked out of the garden that's a great example for the fucking kid just getting fucking kicked out of the garden watching your dad get kicked out of a sporting event you guys think i'm bad Because I get fucking banned from AEW. Imagine the kid who gets kicked out of the garden with his father when he's like fucking five. Imagine what he's going to grow up doing at sporting events. The kid's going to be a fucking animal. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Fucking. That's fucking Boston, dude. The fucking city of champions. We just fucking win shit. And people can't fucking deal with it. And that's why I know how to behave at sporting events. And they don't. I just fucking... Yeah, I just fucking know how to do it. And it's like part trolling. Part of sporting events is to troll the other team when you fucking think about it. You know, you want to you want to fuck with them. You want to yell, chant things to fuck with them, yell things. I remember when I was little, I, we went to a fucking Red Sox game and sat in the bleachers. It was like me, my stepdad, my stepbrothers, and like step cousin. And we were there... And it was a bunch of drunk dudes around us. And it was a fucking Red Sox-Yankees game. For anybody here who's, like, been under a rock forever, the Red Sox and Yankees have a pretty fierce rivalry. I haven't watched baseball in a long time. I don't know if it's still what it used to be. But especially before the Red Sox won our first World Series, we just had to watch the Yankees fucking win every year and get the top players and win and win. And we never won. Everybody in Boston fucking hated the Yankees. And we would go to games, and I remember sitting in the bleachers, and people were wearing shirts, 
because the Yankees had Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez, whose nickname is A-Rod. And the thing used to be Yankees suck and Jeter sucks. That was the T-shirts, the bumper stickers, everywhere was Jeter sucks and Yankees suck. That's what everything, it would either say Jeter sucks or Yankees suck. It was Those were the stickers. And then the Yankees signed A-Rod. And then it became Jeter sucks A-Rod. A rod. Like he sucks a rod. Like a penis. You know? And then even it became sometimes Jeter swallows. Because Yank- it was Yankees suck, Jeter swallows maybe. Those were the two. I, I don't know. It was a long time ago. I was like... I was fucking young, dude. Like they, I think the Red Sox won their first when I was in like middle school. Maybe this was had to be when I was in elementary school. We it was just like wait, like we had no idea what it was. So we were sitting in the the bleachers, me and my stepbrothers trying to figure out what it means that Jeter swallows. We were like, what? Well, what does he swallow? My stepbrother was like, maybe it means he swallows his gum because they chew gum, and they also weren't even chewing gum; it was chewing tobacco. So in our little minds, we had wrapped the fact that everybody was chanting that Jeter sucks dick and swallows the cum. We thought that he was swallowing imaginary gum that was actually chewing tobacco. That's what we thought as kids. And stepdad was just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. He swallows his gum. Yeah. He's not going to explain to us what a blowjob is in the fucking the fucking bleachers at fucking Fenway. That's probably the perfect place to explain to a kid what a fucking blowjob is in the bleachers at Fenway Pack if there's ever a fucking place. But, yeah, so that that's just the type of behavior that I'm fucking used to. You, you're, you're fucking trolling the other team. You're, you know, He's not going to be happy that you're fucking chanting Jeter Swallows because you want to fuck with him. And that's what fucking trolling is. And that's what I'm a fucking master at. Dude, through doing all of this stuff on my fucking Snapchat with the Kobe stuff, I somehow pissed off these guys that claim that they are Crips in California. I don't know what... I thought Crips are supposed to be, like, on the streets. First off, I don't think Crips exist anymore. I'm pretty sure, like, the movie Colors is from, like, a long fucking time ago. The only people I hear say they're fucking Crips is, like, rappers. Like, fucking Snoop Dogg. And all that fucking shit. I don't actually believe anybody is a fucking crip. If you say you're a crip, you probably just heard it in a fucking song. So this dude says he's a crip. And I just shit on everybody. So I just told him crips are pussies. And then he posted me on his story. I didn't I didn't see what it was. Because I'm not going to follow this fucking guy. Because I don't give a shit. I don't, I'm not going to follow. I can't follow fans. I only follow people really if they spend some money on the website. Or if they're girls. Everybody fucking follows me. All these people that followed me on Snapchat. I only followed back the girls. And there were only like five of them. Out of like a couple hundred. And then like four of them were, were fat I think. It, it, the fucking ratio is not not good. It sucks only, I have like all these followers on Instagram, 24% are female, it says, which is, I guess it's not bad. It could be fucking worse, but I do wish that was higher. I feel like girls are the ones that actually fucking spend money on shit too. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh yeah, the fucking Crips. So I told them Crips are pussies. Now all these people with fucking blue bandanas are fucking adding me on fucking Snapchat talking shit. It's fucking hilarious. These gang members are all concerned that I'm making fun of Kobe, but even they admitted that it was fucking hilarious. I'm not going to stop trolling them. 
I'll troll anybody. They can all fucking get it. I'll, it's fucking equal. It's equal fucking trolling. You know what I mean? I will treat Kobe Bryant the same exact way that I treat Nyla Rose. That's just how it is. All men are created equal. You know what I mean? Kobe Bryant and Nyla Rose are the fucking same thing to me. I'll troll anybody. It doesn't matter. Anybody can get it. I'll troll the Crips. I'll troll the fucking Bloods. I'll troll anybody. I don't give a fuck. Anybody can get it. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of any of these fucking people. It's what I fucking do. I'm the fucking king of this shit. And they're not going to fucking stop me. You can't fucking cancel me. That's what I'm trying. I've been trying. No, nobody's going to fucking do it. Only way you're going to fucking cancel me. You think you're in the crypts. Make me like a fellow crip. The only way to cancel me is come up, shoot me in the fucking head like Nipsey Hussle. And I don't really see that fucking happening. So I don't really think I'm going to get fucking canceled. They have a whole, whole new fucking Netflix genre is just about people getting fucking canceled. That's what this, they got the fucking Kevin Hart one and they got I actually watched the Taylor Swift one. I'm not even going to going to lie. And I'm not embarrassed by it at all. Yeah, I'm going to I'm I watched a whole documentary on Taylor Swift and I'm really not embarrassed by it at all cuz it came up on Netflix. I know what to watch. I was fucking high. I'm like what and it's, my thing really is if it says TVMA at the top, I'm like all right, I'll watch this one. At least there's going to be like some something in it. It's not going to be that gay. And the Taylor Swift one was TVMA, so I was like all right, I'll fucking watch this one. And it's basically just this bitch fucking crying about how she's famous and man, fucking famous. And then it was all just you could tell it was like just acting just like anything else about her, about how she didn't want to support shooting. They didn't want her to talk about politics, but she talks about politics and she's worried about getting, no, she's talking about some guy grabbing her ass in a picture. I don't know. It wasn't bad. She's honestly really not that hot. That's what I got from it. I was like, dude, it's crazy. Like you don't, you don't have to be that hot to be famous. I guess she, she's like, she's just fucking, I guess she's kind of cute, but she doesn't have like, you're not like, oh man, you see Taylor Swift's ass. Nobody's ever said that, ever. Also, Kanye West is fucking hilarious because the part of the fucking movie where they go to the <laughs> the awards when he was like, Beyonce had one of the best videos ever. That part was just so fucking funny because then they, they cut to like... They cut to like Bill O'Reilly and all these other people just talking about Kanye West on the news after. And one of them was like, he didn't take the mic from like anybody like any adult. He took it from like a 17 year old girl because he could. And I just fucking cracked up because it's, it's so funny. Just Kanye West bullying a 17 year old girl is just probably the funniest fucking thought ever. And, and then there's the fucking Kevin Hart one. Is all him about being canceled and yada, yada, yada. But the main thing about both, like, I like watching things about people's work ethic. And that's what all successful people really have in common is their fucking work ethic. And we're kind of spoiled being from Boston because we have pretty much unlimited documentaries and footage on Tom Brady and Tom Brady talking and Bill Belichick. And it just doesn't get any more successful than Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Like, I remember being in high school and my teacher when we were learning about Japan and samurais and shit they were talking she was 
comparing Tom Brady to a samurai. Like, we're just re- kind of raised to believe that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the greatest. And I mean, it is true. And it is all because of, like, work, work ethic. Even in the fucking Aaron Hernandez documentary, he's talking about how it wasn't fun to fucking be here because it's just, like, all work. And that's all they're worried about is winning. So it's not fun, but they do win. So you get the fucking result. It's not always fun. It never is always fun. You got to fucking work. That's what I fucking do. That's why I can talk so much shit because I fucking put in the fucking work and I do what I'm fucking supposed to do. You know what I mean? A lot of people just, just don't do what they're fucking supposed to do. You know what I mean? And that's why they fucking end up saying one, like there's nothing sadder than somebody being old, being like one day I'm going to do this. Like one day I'm going to do that. You know, it's like you gotta, you gotta just do it now because who the fuck knows you could just blow up like fucking Kobe like seriously just think about what if you blew up in a helicopter tomorrow in those like when the fucking 10 seconds or however long it is when you're going down and you know you're gonna fucking die what are you gonna be pissed about you're gonna be mad you didn't fuck more bitches are you gonna be mad you didn't make that mixtape are you gonna be mad you didn't fucking take more time off work like what and then just fucking do it, man. I'm not I'm not even going to fucking lie, dude. Like, it fucking happened to me before, dude. I had one of these moments a long time ago, man, honestly. Because I had fucking lived at home. Like, I, I had started this business a while ago, right? And my thing was like, alright, if I move out of my dad's house now. And I have to start paying my own rent. Then that's money that I can't put into my business. And can I sustain that? Or am I going to end up having to get a fucking job somewhere in order to afford living on my own one day if I move out now? And that was like the battle that was going on in my head is like, I don't know if I can afford it. I don't want to end up fucking working somewhere, doing something I hate. I don't want to end up not being able to have my business. I don't want the business to fail. I don't want to not make enough money, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to end up having to move out and then move back into my dad's. That'd be fucking embarrassing as hell. And like one of my friends died back then and I was thinking like man this dude he had to fucking live at home until he died I was like this dude never even got to have his own place and just be able to fucking smoke weed freely and fuck bitches and do whatever the fuck he wanted to do in the place and I was like you know what dude I I just gotta fucking do it whatever whatever it takes if I gotta fucking live somewhere shitty if I gotta fucking do whatever I'm not working for anybody. I'll tell you that much. That's how it always has been and how it's always going to be. But I'll do whatever I have to do to fucking live the life that I want to fucking live. And that's what I fucking did. And that's what I fucking do. And that's just what just what it is. You know what I mean? There's no fucking... You can't be a fucking pussy, dude. You can't be a pussy and you can't make fucking excuses. That's like the two, the two things. Ah. Two morals that I try to live by, really, is don't be a fucking pussy and don't make fucking excuses. But, yeah, that's why I'll fucking post anything, dude. People hit me up all the time, dude, telling me people, some people will hit me up and be like, oh, like, clearly life's been so cruel to you that you have to make fun of Kobe, blah, blah. But then people hit me up who actually I know work their ass off and have, like, you know, they not saying like, oh, their life's so hard, but like, I know people are actually just like hardworking fucking people that have family. They're not like, they weren't fucking born rich. They weren't fucking, they're just hardworking fucking people. That's what Sergio says is fucking, it's always blue collar people that like my show and like me, all the fucking rich little pussies are fucking scared, you know? But 
It's like I know people that actually work for a living and they'll work all day and then they'll open up one of my Snapchats and fucking laugh uncontrollably and they're like, dude, that made my fucking day. Or they'll something will be rough for people to have their fucking, you know, work's not easy. Something happened with their life. They fucking see my shit and they fucking laugh uncontrollably and they need it. And I get just as much joy from that as I do from the people messaging me that they're so offended and that I'm going to go to hell and I get joy from all of it. And that's why I just fucking keep doing it. I'm going to fucking keep doing it. Nobody can fucking stop it. You know what I mean? And it's just fucking rolling dog. Fucking dab comedy is coming folks. There will be a lot more news after tomorrow. I'm sorry that it's been kind of slack. We've been working so hard on the fucking swords, dude. The swords are going to be fucking sweet, dude. We were working on these fucking swords at Aaron's. We're going over the things. And I guess his dad has been an art teacher for like 35 years. This dude looks out over us. It was like Walter White discovering meth. He saw what we were doing. He was like, yo, I would love to help you boys with this project. I have like all these fucking rare types of wood and crazy fucking materials. I can make the handles. I blah. I'm like, yo, yes, fucking please. Dude makes jewelry and stuff. Yo, these swords are about to be fucking amazing. We're going to be doing customs and shit. That's why we got 50% off sale right now, folks. Dabinaladdin.com while supplies last. I got to get rid of all these factory ones. And then we will be officially, everything is going to be made in America. Fucking handmade. My price just went up. Price on fucking everything is going up. We're going to be doing customs, though. This is going from like, this is going from a brand that makes like products, you could say, to a fucking art. Is this, Every piece is going to be a piece of fucking handmade art. It's no like, it's no, we're not cutting any corners. These are going to be like high fucking quality art items, dude. This is going to be fucking crazy. I really cannot wait for everybody to fucking see this shit. But we've been putting in a lot of time on this. And I haven't been doing much in the network. Also, because I've been waiting for this meeting, because this is a very promising meeting, tomorrow is the fucking shit-talking cunts pancake and... No, not pancakes. It's the shit-talking cunts chicken and waffles merger meeting. We're going to be discussing the fucking network. I'm going to go over there, talk to them about dab comedy, share the vision with them. Hopefully they like the vision and they want to get on board and join the fucking dab comedy family will fucking see. But yeah, I, after that, I'll have more fucking news because I also need to ask them some things about fucking how. I have a lot of questions to ask people about how I'm going to produce these shows. I know they have some smarts in that shit, so I want to ask them about it. And I need to figure out how to produce these out-of-town shows. But I know how I'm doing mine and all the ones around here. So stay tuned, folks. It's, it's I'm doing more. I've already done more in 2019 than a lot of... I mean, in 2020. <laughs> I've already done more in 2020 than a lot of people are going to do all fucking year. I mean, I even have already done more this year than people are going to tell you they're going to do this year. People have all these fucking ideas. Nobody's going to tell you that they're going to start... They're going to make all their products come to fucking America... Like that that that's kind of where I was going. I I open up so many fucking doors on this podcast and then I just never shut them cuz I have ADD like a motherfucker and I'm just all over the place. But I was saying I give the people what they want. Started with the fucking rap, 
went to the products, and then people kind of wanted American-made products, more high demand. People want to spend money on this shit, so that's what we'll do. I'll make more expensive dabbers, handmade, more unique, higher quality. It's going to be fucking amazing, and I just fucking give them what they want, and that's what it is. Nobody would even tell you, if you ask somebody, hey, what's your plan for the new year? They're going to maybe be like, I'm going to try to be gluten-free and go on a treadmill. That's what most people are going to tell you. Me, I'm making all my switching all my products to being made from overseas to being made in America and starting a podcast network and I'm continuing my workout regimen, doing a whole bunch of fucking things. People don't even fucking know, man. Uh one day people are going to look back at me and be like, "Yo, that motherfucker was really just ahead of his time and he was like I don't know, man. They're going to probably compare me to Jesus, really. That's probably what's going to happen. Is there going to be like, yo, this guy is just fucking, he just knows his fucking shit and he's ahead of his time and genius voice of a generation, definitely not a gay fish. And that's what they're going to fucking say, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the fucking, how, how long are we at? Fucking 45 minutes. I'm like, it's really fucking tempting to take a break and roll a blunt, but. Probably wrap this shit up soon. I really don't need to go for fucking too long. I try not to do these too fucking late at night, especially during the fucking week, because I don't need any fucking neighbors banging and shit. But it's like, dude, you've been fucking banging in my fucking ceiling every fucking morning, fucking drilling and shit. Nobody really seems to be too fucking considerate about my schedule because of your fucking work. So this is my fucking work is I need to do a fucking podcast so that people know what's good with the motherfucking champ. So I'm just fucking doing one right now. You know what I mean? Put this shit up online after and then tomorrow. Dude, I'm fucking excited for this tomorrow. So on top of on top of this fucking chicken and waffles meeting tomorrow, I'm going to be doing the Friday Night Super Show live from the fucking cunt cave, the fucking shit-talking cunt studios in fucking Boston. The last time I was there, uh, there was an attempt on my life. A Russian hitman tried to fucking murder me. They fucking took the door off my truck, totaled the truck. They were possibly sent from Nyla Rose, maybe Tony Khan, possibly even Lee Peer. Who knows? Didn't work, though. I'm still here, and tomorrow I will be going there to do this fucking show. I'm excited, man. There'll be the fucking guests on it. Hopefully, everybody actually calls in next week. Spent Ken actually had some words of wisdom, that old fuck, the other day. He said that at least I'm fucking keeping the show alive which is fucking great. And it's true because that show would actually be dead and I fucking kept it alive. I I can keep a lot of things alive. Some things I can't keep alive. You know what I mean? Some things are just dead in the fucking water and it's not my fault. You just got to fucking let some things die, you know? But I'm still here dabbing Aladdin, the motherfucking champ, 2020. I'm seeing fucking clearly, folks. Everything is fucking going down this year, y'all. These fucking... I seriously can't amp up these swords enough. I'm not, like, just amping up these swords because I want everybody to buy them. I know people are going to buy them regardless. I'm so confident people are going to buy these swords that I'll just fucking piss everybody off talking shit about dead people and trolling people. And then I'm going to post these fucking swords. And you're still going to fucking buy them. No matter how much you hate me, you're going to be like... 
That's fucking cool. I'm not going to not buy that sword because the guy who made it made a fucking joke about Kobe Bryant. That's just, you're not going to be able to say no. It's going to be so dope that you're going to have to put my views, what I think is funny, aside from your fucking feelings. And that's really the goal here. People are going to start separating the artist from the art. Eventually, we're going to make fucking Michael Jackson dabbers. And we're going to make O.J. Simpson dabbers. I wish we started this project a little bit earlier and I could have made Black History Month package with O.J. Simpson and Michael Jackson dabbers. But I guess the time just was... The world was not ready yet. When I, when we posted this picture of the sheet in the Michael Jackson one, somebody commented and said something like, oh, like, no, no pedophiles, man. And I just blocked them. You're not going to talk shit about Michael Jackson on my page, all right? He's the fucking king of pop. You're not going to say anything bad about Michael Jackson on my page. If I want to make a Michael Jackson dabber, that's just the ultimate, that's the ultimate tool, right? Something made by me, who's a pretty controversial figure, of another controversial figure. It doesn't really get much more fucking controversial than that. There's like a couple things I won't post online. I'll post about anything about deaths and anything like that I think is fucking hilarious. I'll post about trannies. But honestly, I think what would get way more heat if I posted it online than any of that is if I just posted that I fucking support Trump. I think that's one thing I won't post online is that I support Donald Trump because that then people would like, I don't know, man, he fucking makes people feel some type of way. It's fucking hilarious, dude. I got offered tickets to a Trump rally on Monday. I'm not going to lie. I really want to fucking go. I might just go. But I feel like if I go there and I Snapchat that I'm at a Trump rally, a lot of people who think that I'm fucking hilarious will not think I'm hilarious anymore because that's like a fucking serious issue that people are actually upset about. And like... Trump can, I guess, affect people's lives more than Kobe Bryant dying does. I don't know. I still don't think the president really does that fucking much. He just tweets hilarious shit, and that's why I fucking like him. But I really want to go to this rally. Like, dude, just think about it. Whether you like the president or not, whether you think he's a fucking piece of shit, whether you think he's the fucking greatest guy ever, just like... All right, take take no matter who the president is aside. Just seeing the president of the United States of America speak in person is a fucking rare opportunity. How many of you have ever seen the president speak in person? I never have. Closest I've ever come is meeting Mitt Romney in Needham Center and shaking his hand. That's, he's not president. I don't even really know what he does. I know he's from their religion where you can have a bunch of wives, which is pretty fucking awesome. So he's cool for that. I don't know if I don't know how I feel about him being president. I need to see how funny he is on Twitter first. That's that's really what I'm voting on now. Is who's the funniest on Twitter? If you're gonna if you're gonna make me want you to win more than Trump, you're gonna need to have some pretty hilarious tweets. I don't really see anybody doing it. His his Twitter game is too fucking strong. First president I've ever followed on Twitter, probably the last. I don't you know, but just regardless of who he is, just seeing the president speak in person, even if I. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I do just like controversy, and I probably wouldn't be interested in going if it wasn't Trump. But because it's Trump, I'm kind of interested in going. And also, like I said earlier, when the this when the lights are brighter, 
in the stage is bigger, that is when I fucking turn it on and when I perform more. And I feel like this whole real trolling thing kind of started with Nyla Rose, but only a certain amount of people really know who Nyla Rose is. So that that trolling kind of had a ceiling of the wrestling community, you know? And now I'm trying to make it hit with Kobe Bryant. It hasn't really gone as viral as the Nyla Rose thing, but I'm trying to make it hit with Kobe Bryant. And a lot more people know who Kobe Bryant is than know who Nyla Rose is. So it is easier to get a pop. But, but, the biggest stage of them all for trolling is politics. If I go to this Trump rally, now, I know a lot of people just think, like, me, what I do at events, going to a presidential rally, I'm going to get shot. They're going to think I'm doing something, but no. Because what people don't realize, I'm actually also a samurai like Tom Brady. I also have the ability to control my emotions and stay stay in the pocket and make the right decision. I know what to do. I'm not just a fucking loose cannon spouting off. I'm strategically a loose. When I say fire off, that the cannon is going to be fucking firing wild. But it is a precise cannon. You know what I mean? It's fucking aimed at the right thing. It's not just fucking loose. When, but when I have it to how my mother described it is when I find something controversial to sink my teeth into, I am like a dog with a bone. And that's just how it is. And however I have to sink my teeth into it, it can be, it can be a very, a very, uh, disciplined way. It doesn't have to just be yelling. Yelling is my favorite way. Cause I think it's the funniest, but it doesn't have to be. I could go to this Trump rally in a fucking turban with a sign that says Arabs for Trump and just be completely serious and just act like I'm actually just an Arab who loves Trump, which I mean isn't a lie, and I'm just there to support him. And just like that picture went viral of the fucking kid in the MAGA hat and the Indian guy, I could totally see a picture of a guy in a turban at a Trump rally just fucking blowing up, being like, he has the Arab vote, like, blah, 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 going viral. Dude, that would be the fucking biggest stage of them all. And it makes me really want to go to this rally. I might have to fucking go. go. I don't know if I have the balls to wear a turban in there, but... I gotta, I gotta just muster them up, dude. That would, that would go so viral. Fuck, dude. Oh my god. If they, I would do every podcast that asked me to do it too. But I would only, dude. That would be so funny if I fucking did that completely serious, and then afterwards I like only did people's podcasts as the champ. If like. If I got asked to do CNN or something and I just showed up as the fucking champ. Oh my God. That would be so fucking funny. Oh man. I might have to go to this rally in a fucking turban with the Arabs who love Trump sign. That may be the fucking move. But yeah. All right. I think that's a fucking enough. That's pretty much everything I wanted to fucking talk about. Let me know what you think I should do, how I should handle this fucking opportunity to go see the president of America speak. I think it seems pretty fucking awesome. I'm going to get back to watching this fucking 30 for 30 on Michael Vick. I didn't see the first part, 
This is part two. I don't really give a fuck about the first part, though, because he doesn't kill any dogs in the first part. So, speaking of controversial figures, right? I actually went by the Aaron Hernandez gas station last night, too, and took some Snapchats. And honestly, I can see why he got black and mild rolling papers, because that gas station, it only has... You can either get black and mild rolling papers, or you can get a fucking single, full-size Dutch master that is definitely stale. Or you can get, like... They had a couple other shitty ones, but they had no good blunts there. I walked in. I was. I wanted to get a blunt. I wanted to get a blunt and bubble gum from the Aaron Hernandez gas station, the fucking killer combo. But they didn't, dude. If I owned that gas station, I would do that. If I owned that gas station, dude, that's how you make the news. It'd be like, and the Aaron Hernandez gas station has started offering a killer combo, the Aaron Hernandez special, the bubble gum in a black and mild combo is now sold for five dollars. Oh, why did I just go back? I had a fucking I had it paused. Don't fucking unpause, dog. Pause. Dude, pause. I want to fucking... Oh, man. Why did I unfucking pause, dude? I'm, ah, you son of a fucking bitch. I just got to fucking lower it. It's not talking about it right now. It's staying on dog fighting. It's normal for them in the hood. But all right, that's it. I'm going to go watch this fucking shit. Thank you, folks. Have a fucking... Wonderful whatever day, night, week, whenever you're fucking listening to this. Go fuck yourselves. I'll see you soon. She be calling me up, Cooper, let's eat I'm sorry, but I got a radio interview to do I gotta hook up with Mella Mac and Greg Street Maybe we can retreat to get a bite to eat Take a night to sneak to a tight little suite You can invite some freaks, but get it right, I'm cheap You can leave with tonight's receipt Making moves with Hatter, Keno and Dobie Baby and Jabba, when I'm not in the lab You know I'm trying to grab a couple G's, chick please What is you getting mad for? In the morning when I hook up with Killer Mike and LeJohn and them All of my calls, I'm gonna forward with them to the answer machine Please call again, I'm busy Still infatuated with my cash Ain't no time for relaxing and chilling I'm stacking and killing on the grind I mash But I still make time for my little mama But I ain't got time for a little drama I'm trying to pull out and drop top Throw 22s on a little something for the summer You can call me but I ain't gonna answer All the stress gon' cause me cancer I'ma call up Wody in the club And throw a couple dollars on a Pucaton dancer So don't hassle me, just leave me alone Quick call on my phone You say you an independent woman And stand on your own, baby girl, I'm gone I'll have you Say it.
still in love with my dough. And since they say time is money, I'm wasting my money sitting here chilling. So goodbye. Hey, get mad. I chase cash, do you contribute to filling my stash? Smelling your piss, bitch, go buy glass Never deposit, but withdraw fast Codependent trash, act with class, but poor doing bad Got a Sonata, can't afford a jack I'm the best thing that you done had Stumble upon the gold mine, thought you Starting with that dossier I bought you An additional time gon' cost you Speaking gibberish, aren't you? Who gave you permission to trip? You gon' trip? Take a trip Call, plane, take a ship Music grind, stand right chill 10 mil, you might get recruited The world don't twirl around beauty and booty It twirl around cash and music Cheer people up and help them through shit Since they say time is money, I'm wasting my money sitting here chilling.